seven, it's my fatty. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And if you are new here, welcome. Welcome to Never Judge a Brook by its cover. I'm your host, Brooke Nicole, and I'm so happy to be sitting up in here with y'all again. Um, I'm so happy to be here. And as always, I'm so grateful that you decided to tune in today. So welcome. Happy Women's History Month, everybody. Happy Women's History Month, or should I say Women's Her Story Month? The podcast has been featured into a blog this year for Women's Her Story Month, and I'm so excited. We've been featured on the Pillars of Hope. It's my friend's nonprofit that provides community resources, programs, and opportunities that positively impact low income and small communities so i'm super excited because what yes feature come on now last woman history month i won't feature nowhere so really grateful for that and i had to put in like a quote and all this other stuff so i'll be sharing that on the page when it comes out but i'm so grateful for that opportunity so yes it's women's history month what are y'all doing like how y'all celebrating let me know what's what's the tea what's the tea And of course, we're celebrating all month long, so I can't wait. A lot of the episodes that we have have been focused on women. Last week's episode, or two weeks ago, I should say, was about Diary of a Blank Black Woman. That was a good conversation between me and a lot of Black educated empowered women. So please go back and listen to that if you haven't. It is pretty long. Um... Me and my friends were talking about how we split it in two days to listen, but hey, it was a good episode. So make sure y'all go listen to that one. I really, really enjoyed it. And let's get into the show. So life updates, life updates. What have I been doing? What's been going on in my life? Um, Nothing much. I've been going out more, chilling. My mom told me she was proud of me for going out more because like this time last year, I was not going out at all. And it was even hard for me to get up out of bed. So to be going out, to be enjoying myself and enjoying my friends and enjoying my time is really like a big accomplishment. So I know a lot of people like see me like going out and just, you know, doing what I do. But it's really like for my mental health. So I'm I'm happy that I'm doing it. And so my mama is too. So can't nobody judge me. If my mama says she happy, then we happy. Okay. Um, I've been reading more. I finished or almost finished, I'm not going to lie, almost finished my book. It's called Black Girl Call Home by Jasmine Manns. It's a book of poetry. Shouldn't be that hard to finish, right? But um, I sat in the doctor's office all last week for two hours. It's the second time. DC, let's work on customer service, but whatever. Um, And so while I was sitting there, I started on page one, y'all. When I left, I finished. I was on page 91. So just that just show comes to show. You know, I was reading them poems like clockwork. But they were so good, like really, really good. Um, I don't even think it's meant to be read in one sitting like that, but... It was really, really good. And I just love poetry. I write poetry on my own. Very private about it. I don't tell anyone. I've never read any poem to anybody. I don't even know why I just said that. But uh, it was really good to just, you know, see someone else's work in a book. And about black people, which everybody knows I love to read. So if, if you have the chance, go get this book. It's called Black Girl Call Home. And it's a beautiful black girl on the cover with barrettes in her hair. 
So it's just a really good read. And I promise y'all I will be finished by the next time I record this podcast, another podcast. Um, so yeah, finishing books and going on walks is something that I've been doing now. They're like my hot girl walks. I know that was like a trend in TikTok about last year. I'm back on that wave. I try to do I try to do two miles a day. I've been pushing myself to do three miles a day, just walking, getting it all out there. And then later in the evening, I go to the gym. So it's kind of like a double double trouble aspect just because that's something that I've been encouraged about. But we'll talk about that in this episode. But the walks have just been giving me peace of mind. Like sometimes I listen to a podcast, not my own. I don't like doing that. Um, But I'll listen to a podcast on my walks or I'll listen to some soft music. Sometimes I'll just send voice notes back and forth to my friends or I'll be on FaceTime. Like it's just something to do. And being that I work from home, it's really hard for people that work from home to go out and explore because I have to be glued to my computer all day. So I like as soon as the clock strikes, I close my computer down, put my gym shoes on, put my workout outfit on that I'm going to wear for the day and go outside. It hasn't been nice outside. Like the sun is out. Yes. But in DC, the wind is crazy. Like I need a hat and I have a puffer. And I heard like my Charlotte folks and my down South folks, they've been enjoying this sun, but I've been, it's been crazy up here, but I'm still going on my walks and still pushing myself. So, and I always come strapped with my taser and my mace, don't play me, Um, and my water. So, but I do enjoy it, and I try to get in before it turns dark, you know, just to be safe. I am a woman. I am by myself. We do have to think about those things, but I do enjoy my walks. So, that is something that I've been doing for my life update, and I guess, like, selfie care, too, but let's go ahead and get into selfie care. So, for selfie care, this week, I, and this is totally different from all my other self-cares, I cried. I cried a lot this week. Um, I sound like a wimp. I know I don't never cry, but I cry a lot. When I say I cry a lot, like I really mean I cried a lot. Like I'm not someone to cry. My friends know that I have a very hard exterior and it's really hard to crack. But this week, I just feel like it was just, I was just so emotional. It's been so many life things that have been changing in my life. Like I just turned 25 two months ago and I just feel like that was just like the time where it was like God said, go. So like everything has just been coming at me for us with my friends, with my family, everything. So just seeing a lot of, and it's a positive change, but it's just been getting me emotional. Like I was the kid, once I graduated high school, I cried. Once I graduated middle school, I cried. And it was because I was leaving like current search situations. And sometimes I follow, I see that a lot of the things that I did as a kid follows me. So like when I, when things change or big changes happen for me, just emotions begin to flow. So I cried when I graduated college. I cried when it was a pandemic. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm really big on when it comes to a change, it doesn't matter big or small or good or bad. I just get emotional. So a lot of changes have been happening in my life for the better. And it's just been getting me emotional. And it's also navigating my, my time in like my own solitude. I've talked about this a lot, but I'm alone majority of my weeks. And then my weekends is when I'm able to hang out with my friends and stuff. So during the week, I get really emotional. I don't talk to a lot of people. So during the week, I'm just by myself. I'm very emotional. Um, And a lot of my friends, especially now, they have like a lot of like significant others. They have companions. So they make time for their men. And I let them make time for their men. And I try not to bother them. So they are doing that, but I'm just by myself. And that gets me a little emotional sometimes. So, you know that, um, what is that Teddy P- 
Penny Grass song where it be like, sometimes I get lonely. That's me. <laughs> sometimes I just get a little lonely. So it's okay. Um, but yeah, so I just been, like I said, it's just been some changes and that's been my self care, like crying it out because a lot of times I don't cry it out and I try not to cry and I don't, I especially don't cry in front of people. Like I even told my therapist, I was like, this will not be a crying session. I don't cry. Like when I first met her and I've stuck to my word, I've been therapy for almost a year. I have not cried. And I know like it's a safe space, all of that. I just, I'm not big on that. So I'm even, don't even want to be telling y'all I'm crying, but I was trying to figure out what I did for self-care and I guess that's something, just letting my emotions flow. So I let them flow. I did it. Okay. Moving right along. We would love to see what you did this week for Sophie Care. Please make sure to tag us on our Instagram page at NeverJudgeABrookPod. Just do hashtag Sophie Care. You can be walking your dog. You can be crying. I don't know. You might not want to take a selfie crying. I didn't. But you could do a lot of things and just make sure to tag our page so we can see what you're doing this week for Sophie Care. Now for real life politics, real life politics, real life politics. Guys, I swear I try to get all the information, but it's been so much going on with this Biden administration that I'm like, where do I begin? Like if I had to list everything that's going on, I would be here forever. Like there's some bills that have been passed. There's some bills that have gone out that have been beat or that he's going to veto. There's been some just a lot of little things going on. The Ohio train. I don't know if anyone has seen that. That's been closer to home because we have a lady in my company that lives in Ohio and it's just been crazy. So um, an Ohio train derailed and lawmakers on both sides were just trying to make some answers and some actions of the wake of this disaster. That was one of the major things that they've talked about. But when I say they've been in session for a very long time this week and just different conversations, like I'm trying to keep up. So I don't know. I'm just not used to seeing all these white men faces. Like, I'm sick of going on CNN, and that's all I see. So, yeah, Nikki Haley, the South Carolina, I think, governor, is trying to change the retirement age. Let me make sure that, see if she's the governor or not. I do know about Nikki Haley, though, because, as most of you know, I was born in South Carolina. So, um, she's a Republican. She is a woman. But let me get into this. Look at that. I was right. She is trying to change the retirement age. And she is the governor. So, yeah, I mean, there's just definitely a lot of stuff going on, as always. Keep up with all of this. It's so much that it's like sometimes it can just be overwhelming. Like when I do these segments, a lot of times it's overwhelming to see all the changes that are happening right outside my door, being that I live so close. But, you know, we'll see, child. They just, it's just crazy, okay? Now on to the episode. Do 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 do. This is for my ladies. This is for my. Okay, first off, we called this "It's My Fatty" because it's my fatty. Look at my fatty. Um, it's my fatty. No, seriously, I did not know that was just a DC song. I really thought that was an actual song. Um, I don't know where that came from, but and they spell it different. They spell it the PH, so you know that's it's my fatty for real. Um, so yeah, we decided to do that episode because child, I just keep seeing so much about body image, body weight, body, this body, that body fat shaming, body positivity. Um, so I'm like, let me talk about it. This is a topic that I, it's been on our list for a very long time. Um, my team and I, 
and it was supposed to come out a very long time ago, but I just get really, really like insecure about this topic. I'm going to be real with y'all. Remember when the podcast used to be real and raw? Remember I used to say that every five seconds, I'd be like, I'm going to keep it real with y'all. I'm going to keep it raw. This is very true on this one. I will keep it real and I will keep it raw. I have a lot of insecurities and one of them has always been my body. And I pushed this podcast back because I clearly did not want to talk about it. And it's coming out on a Thursday and not a Wednesday because I didn't even want to talk about it yesterday. But here we are today. So um, let's go ahead and get into it. So again, like I said, I feel like this is the perfect time to talk about it because we're coming into summer. It's Women's History Month. A lot of women have insecurities about their body, whether you're too skinny, too big, too flabby, too this, too that. Whatever it may be, I think that we all have something that we do not like about ourselves, and I'm here to change that. And not to say that I love every piece of me, I do, but not to say that I don't struggle with this because I do. So that's the place I'm coming with you from this on. Like, that's where I'm talking from is like, I'm still learning as well. I don't want anybody to think I'm an expert in loving my body and not having insecurities because I do. Now, have I started loving my body a little bit more? (laughs) Yes, because it's been banging on every end. But I do feel like um, there are a lot of things that I do need to talk about. And I just feel as if this is a safe space. I know it because y'all not going to judge me because that's what this podcast is called. So I'm here to talk about it through a safe lens. All right. So all my life I have been mid-size I consider myself mid-size a lot of people do because I've always thought I was um I never really thought I was plus size I just was always bigger than my friends that I hung around so I hung around a lot of people that were smaller than me like especially in middle school especially in high school I was always the tallest always the biggest and I wasn't really big like if we look at my pictures from then to now child I was still small Um, but I just was always, I would say, like I said, mid-size because I never really was overweight, but the people that I hung around were like a lot smaller than me in height and in size. And that can bring a lot on to a young girl because I never even knew what plus size was. You know what I'm saying? Like I never knew what that was. And a lot of girls, like sometimes they just been plus size their whole life. And so that also is a challenge. So for me, my mid-size was a challenge and it wasn't just my size like the weight of my body mine always came from my chest if you've never seen me in person I have a very large chest um men used to talk about it all the time it would really bother me I used to cry about it and they weren't talking about it in a negative way they were talking about it in a positive way but I just hated it like I hated it and to this day it's still something that's there that a lot of women do not experience like a lot of even plus size women. They have a lot of big frame women and they still have smaller boobs. Like that's just something that I've struggled with for a long time. Like y'all it from finding bras when I was a kid to swimsuits that would fit right to taping my chest and duct tape when I ran track to a point where I just canceled track altogether. I'm not a good runner. I'm not gonna lie. I I was a good runner, but it was a point where I was just like, I'm sick of holding these things when I'm running. 
Um, and my mom, I don't know. A lot of people know my mom got a scholarship for running. My mom was like the track runner. That's how she moved to North Carolina. She was really big at track. And so she used to tell me how she used to have to tape hers up too. So it was just experiences that like came down from my lineage that I still just did not accept or appreciate. And my mom would try to make me feel comfortable in my skin by telling me like, God doesn't bless everyone with these. And you know, like, the men love them. My mom, my mom is crazy. So she would just be real transparent. But then it would be times when I would get dressed and she would just be like, cover them up. You know what I'm saying? So it was like we had two two way streets with that. And a lot of this stuff was because of her unhealed trauma with her body. And when that came, she like placed that on me. So a lot of times I find myself like is this top two revealing or like even now when I go out, I still try to cover my chest. I know this is about body. I'm getting there, but this is just one of the big things that really frames my body. It frames my shape. I'm going to be honest. Like it just frames my whole shape. It doesn't matter how many crunches I do. If I start to gain a little booty back there, which I have been, come on. Or if I start to, you know, get a little abs or whatever the case may be, the chest will always be there. And not till recently I've been talking about reduction and stuff like that, which that's another story for a different day. But it was just sometimes like even as a kid, a lot of the traumatic experiences that my mom had faced as a kid, she placed them on me. So it wasn't making me comfortable within my skin, within my chest. Now, my mom was like, you know, you cute, you big, you cute, whatever. Like she never called me big. She never said I was plus size. She never did whatever. Like she just it was like always fine. But when it came to me and my chest, she'd be like, you have boobs. You cannot wear the spaghetti straps. You cannot wear this. You cannot wear that. So it framed my ideology of how I view my body. And mommy, I know you listening. You probably like, girl, don't be telling it. No, that's the truth. It did frame how I view my body. To this day, I'm still asking people when I get dressed, like, does this look okay? Is this right? Because I'm just very subconscious about my chest. And I've just started embracing them, but... Like I said, long story. And even though, and this is to all women, even though there's something on your body that you must hate, there's so many women that came to me and been like, I just want a little piece of your chest or whatever. Like something that you hate on yourself is so crazy how so many people just admire it. But again, we don't do this for people. We do it for ourselves. And so when you love yourself internally, it doesn't matter what you look like externally. And that's what we're about to get into. So I went to high school with white kids. Everybody knows that. And I think that my goals then do not align with my body goals now. My body goals in high school were like, I want to be skinny. Like skinny. I don't want no nothing. No butt, no nothing. And that's because like I was surrounded by a lot of times your environment can shape the way you think. And being around white girls who are flat chested and all of that a lot of like guys like them and even then like that time thickness was not a thing like people was hiding their butt instead of like showing their butt if that makes any sense like white or black and so even a lot of my friends I wanted to be shorter I wanted to have smaller feet like just a lot of body insecurities like I said before and child now I could care less but it was just then it was like you know, I wanted to look like what everybody else looked like, but God pointed me out. 
and said, you don't for a reason. Uh, <laughs> so just small things like picking out my prom dress. I remember being so frustrated. I, of course, did not want the same dress as everyone. I think that's every girl's like hope. So we went all the way to Charlotte one year. Another year we went, I went to two proms. I think another year we went somewhere else, like maybe like a factory in Greensboro. I cannot remember, but I just remember going through that process and looking at dresses. And I went with one of my closest friends, Shania at the time. And if you ever seen Shania, she's like this, um, how tall Shania gotta be like, what, five something. I don't know. Very, very short. And she was cheerleading. So she had like muscles and stuff and a very flat body. And like, even now she like does weights and stuff. And I remember like my big chest and everything. I remember every prom dress that I was trying on. And my mom was like, no, no. And I also was like, no. And then eventually I just gave up. And I remember every dress that Shania put on was like, oh my God, it looks so good on her. Like to me in my mind. And I know that some stuff she didn't like about her body too back then. And so it's just weird how like, you know, you look at a person, especially like me and Shania spent like majority of our days back then, honey, you would not see Brooke without Shania, Shania without Brooke. And I was so tall. So compared to, to compare like for her to me, when it came to us getting dressed and came to a lot of different things, it was a lot of stuff that she could do in her body image that I could not do because of my size. And I just remember feeling like, well, why can she do it? But I can't. And Back then, I can see where my mom was coming from. Like, we were young. And, like, even then, her mom would also say, like, little things, too. And I think it's just because we were young. And a lot of men, like, I had a grown woman's body at a very young age. And they didn't want nothing to happen to me. So they were, like, more so protecting me. But I just did not get it at the time, which allowed it allotted me to, like, hate my body um, in in a sense. And so even growing up, so going to the HBCU and seeing thicker bodies and seeing beauty, like beauty in that, I still felt like, you know, then I wasn't thick enough. Like <laughs> in one space, I wasn't small enough, like flat enough. And then another space, I wasn't thick enough, which was crazy to me. But I think I started to begin to embrace my body and love my body because of the beauty that I was seeing in bigger bodies around me. And I was able to see how much people handled their shape. And it could be from the smallest person to the biggest person. Like they all just handled it so well. And men loved it. And I was like, wow, maybe I was just, you know, at the wrong space at the wrong time when I was in high school which happened to allow me to embrace my body. So there was a point when I got in college, I know everybody heard of like the freshman 15. I don't know what that was, but like where you blow up. So I did get bigger. I remember losing all of this weight and I just loved my body. And I took it, took that weight loss my first year. And I just was like, I'm that girl. I wore my crop tops. I did whatever. And I feel like eventually the weight started to come back. Um, I, that's when I decided to go pescatarian. Everybody knows I am still pescatarian. It's been about eight years now and, or six or seven years. I might've pushed it with the eight, <laughs> but it was just like the pescatarian was a thing eating healthy. So I feel like I am the healthiest I've ever been right now currently in life, but I'm also the biggest I've ever been. And that's okay to me now, but it wasn't then. So in college, we tried everything. We all lost a lot of my friends. We would go to the gym every day. We would do our workouts. We would eat healthy and we would drink on the weekends. And it was just like we had this whole routine together. We were at the gym all the time, 24-7. Like 
we all felt very comfortable in our skins to a point where we got really, really good. But then eventually the following years, they just it started catching up with us. And then our last year, what came? Everybody knows COVID and COVID made everybody big. If you were small, you became big. If you was bigger, you were like, it was only a couple of people that took that time and actually worked out because gyms were shut down because, you know, everybody was depressed and in a depressive state. People had to go back home, which that is different, like different meals than what you could eat at college. And so I think like when COVID came, that's when I just went crazy. Like I was up there. I was up there. My face was swole. My body was swole. And I just did not know how to embrace my skin. I didn't have the people around me telling me I look beautiful. I didn't have the shape that I wanted. I felt very big. I felt very bloated. And it became like depressing to me. And instead of me looking at all these beautiful women and seeing like, okay, like I can express myself being bigger, like it's my fatty and I could do what I want to. I could look how I want to. I wasn't in that phase, in that space of life. And I think it was just because, like I said, COVID put a lot on everybody's mental. Like I didn't know half the stuff that I am until COVID came. So even in COVID, oh, child, I would try to work out, but it just wasn't hitting So eventually when the doors opened back up, I just did not feel myself when everybody would go back out and stuff. Like when I lived in Hyattsville, I think I was like one of the biggest I've ever been. I did not go outside much. I did not do anything because I just did not feel comfortable in my skin. And it's a lot of girls that's going through that right now. And it was just like, I wanted to do something about it, but I couldn't, or I didn't make the time to, or even when I did my little workouts, I still did not see a change in my body and my weight and my shape. And I literally hated it. Like I felt like I blew up like a damn balloon. And I think that that puts a lot on women. Like when you become, and then I don't know why everybody feels like they need to comment. (laughs) I know I gained weight. You don't got to tell me. Like, I just felt like everybody was implementing their own opinion. Like, yeah, you did get bigger. (laughs) Or like, oh, you look different or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, I had COVID hit me. I had to move. You know, it was my first time cooking on my own. So I was cooking big meals. Like, I was making pasta every night. (laughs) I'm the Alfredo girl. Like, I was making Alfredo every night. Not night. Not expecting, like the alfredo sauce and the noodles and everything to just you know sit on me or I would go to sleep right after I ate like I didn't know little things that would make me feel the way I did and and another part of that was social media so while I felt like I blew up I felt like all these other girls were toning their body and I just was comparing myself so throughout this whole segment of this podcast you've heard a lot of what I was doing in comparison of others And I am just now starting to realize and to love the body that I'm in because I'm literally doing it for me. There's no man in my life. Everybody know that. Not yet. There's no, you know, kid or nothing like that that is like help have to fixate my body for anything like that. And so now I think I'm doing it for me. But when that social media comes around. And you see all these girls looking a certain way and how they're in the gym 24-7 or how their chest looks a certain way or their butt looks a certain way. And it's just like, what the heck? Like, how am I supposed to embrace this? But one thing I will say that I've always stuck to is health is wealth. And that can look like that you can be healthy in 
any different body type. Healthy does not equate to skinny. And a lot of times we do that. I'm the healthiest, I've said this before, I'm the healthiest I've ever been and the biggest I've ever been. Currently, right now, while I'm sitting in this chair. And I look good. You can't tell me I don't look good. I look good. I look great. Even if I didn't look great, guess what I'm going to say? I look great. Because I still eat healthy. I still drink enough water. I've been going on my walks. I go to the gym. And I don't, my goal, like I said, my goal isn't to be skinny anymore. Now it's to build my body, like build it up into the adult body that I thought I had in high school. And so when you start to look at things like that, that's when you truly start loving you like you truly start loving your body you truly start loving all the imperfections of yourself now if we could sit here and point out I could sit and look in the mirror and point out 20 imperfections of myself or even more and then someone else can look back at me and say I like this about you I like that and it could be the same imperfection my thing is when are you going to start loving yourself enough to know that this is the only body that you get this is the only size that like, you know, this is what you get. We don't get another body. And yes, the BBLs, breast reductions, um, breast lifts, breast implants, like butt implants. That's all there. And that's all good. And I'm not joking on anyone that's gotten it. Lip fillers. We all got something that we dislike about ourselves that we have to change or we try to change. And that's okay. That's fine. But one thing that you got to start doing before you make those changes is be grateful for what God has given you and blessed you with. He has blessed me with this big chest. I cannot say nothing about it. Now I can get it cut off, but I know for a fact that I was blessed with it. You get what I'm saying? So you have to be able to embrace your body and accept your fatty and love your fatty for that confidence to come because that's the main thing that is the main thing you have to be confident within the shape that you are in currently you have to be if it's not abs guys like I know a lot of guys listen to my podcast if it's not your abs or even women that are smaller if you feel like you're too skinny accept the body that God is giving you and if you want to build it build it if you don't it's okay because you have to embrace where you are currently in this state. Love every part of you when you rub your lotion on it after the shower. Look, some people like talk about little stuff that I don't even notice on my own self. Like they'll be like, my arms are too flabby or my nose is too big. I might have the biggest nose and the fattest arms and I wouldn't even have noticed it about myself. We get too picky with little things that people don't even acknowledge. But we acknowledge them and we deem them as a deteriorating factor. Like I used to say, like I wasn't getting dates because of my weight. No, you're not getting dates because of the lack of confidence that you're pursuing because you hate your weight. That man don't hate your weight or that woman don't hate your weight. She know what she signed up for. She knows she ain't getting nobody with no six pack. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what we have to start embracing. So once you start embracing your fatty and loving on your fatty or your skinny or your tall or your long feet, or your, you know what I'm saying? Your big teeth, your big breasts, your whatever. Once you start loving that about yourself, then eventually you'll build that confidence because that's what people see. You can have, I promise you, I've seen it before. Have you ever noticed like, it'd be like the ugliest man and this bad woman or vice versa, the ugliest girl and this fine man. Those people have confidence. 
So when it comes to it, you have to embrace your body and have confidence. I cannot believe I've seen so many TikToks about girls saying that they don't go out anymore. They're scared to show their body. Girl, show that body. Wear that crop top. Wear that dumb leggings. I don't got no butt. Let me tell you what I've been telling everybody this past week. My butt looks so fat, don't it? What they going to say? No. If I believe in my heart that I got a fat butt, that's what I got. And the RDOs are telling me otherwise. It's getting round. You can't tell me no different. So at the end of the day, always love and respect yourself and your body. And it's easier said than done. Trust me, in the times where I was depressed and I did not want to go out and I was, was sad and I viewed my body as something that I did not appreciate, it was definitely harder to accept it. Right now, I'm in a more confident state because I am starting to lean out and I am starting to embrace it. But I'm not the leanest. I'm not the skinniest, I'm not the tallest, I'm not the curviest. I'm just mean. And I love mean. So, you got to start loving you. All of you. All of you. Okay. I feel like I went on a tangent in that last five minutes, but it's my fatty. Enjoy your fatty, appreciate your fatty, and wear that shit out this summer. Wear it out. I cannot wait, okay? I cannot wait till the summer where I'm in my two-piece. I don't care what nobody is saying. I don't care if they're looking. Even in Jamaica, like, what? I was half naked. Did I care? No, titty sagging. I don't get. I don't care because I love me. I love my body, and that's one thing you have to know. You have to love and enjoy yourself. And every little imperfection that people claim they don't like about you, baby, I would embrace it in every walk and every way. Like for real, this episode, like I said, it was so hard for me to pull myself together and do because it's always going to be hard for you to think that like, I don't know what it was last week. I was obsessed with my body this week. I was like, I'm so heavy. I feel so heavy. And I think it's because I knew I was doing this episode. So it was like, I think God was like, you need to be truthful. So this is the truth. Some days you're not going to like your body. Some days you're going to think you're the baddest person in the world. On those days, embrace it. Either way, if you love it or you hate it, it's still your body. So you got to keep going with what you got. And that's all I got for y'all. All right, guys, I really hope you enjoyed the episode. I am out. As always, tag us in your selfie care. We would love to hear about how you are doing you know, combating this mental stigma with self-care. So please make sure to tag us. Make sure to leave a review, please. If you are listening to this podcast daily, there is a review down below on your page. Give us five-star ratings. Give us a review, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. That's the only way we're able to go up. Next, as always, never judge anyone because you don't know their story. Come on now. Y'all know the real deal. All right, I'm out and I will see you guys on the next one.